Coming up on Studio Berlin, a new law will go into effect on March 1st, the Skilled Immigration Act. German employers are awaiting a law that can permit them, enable them to get very quickly qualified professionals from abroad. And this is certainly done with this law. Why is Germany in need of skilled workers from non-EU countries? And is Germany ready to welcome them? This legislation has been kind of sold as this big opening for the way that the country will accept immigrants and not only looking at higher skilled immigrants, which Germany has been trying to recruit for many years. A closer look at Germany's Skilled Immigration Act. That's up next on 104.1 FM, KCRW, Berlin. Welcome to Studio Berlin, our weekly current affairs show here on KCRW Berlin. Each week we're taking a closer look at the events and issues moving us here in Germany's capital and in Europe. I'm your host, Sumi Somaskanda. This week we're jumping into a story that's been a big topic of discussion here in Germany, across Europe, also in the U.S., immigration. I think immigration in general is a good thing for Germany. I think that it's been hugely problematic in the last years how immigration has been looked on in the political sphere. There's there's definitely a deficit of, of skilled labor, like all sorts of labor. I know Germany's having a hard time finding teachers. If there are people who are qualified or just look for a perspective and there's jobs, so why not, yeah? On March 1st, the new law goes into effect in Germany called the Skilled Immigration Act. It's supposed to attract qualified professionals from non-EU countries to come to work in Germany and make it easier for them to do so. This came about because Germany is facing a significant shortage in skilled workers. But is Germany really ready and able to welcome these skilled workers? 15 years ago, we still had 5 million unemployed people in this country. But today, the issue is, where do we get skilled workers from? That was Chancellor Angela Merkel speaking on her video blog at the end of December about the need to attract skilled workers to Germany. We'll talk about all of this today with our guests. We have Michelle Ninchu joining us on the line from Cologne, where she's a researcher for the German government's Make It in Germany portal, which serves as an information platform on this new legislation for skilled workers. And Michelle focuses on education, innovation and immigration at the Cologne Institute for Economic Research. Thank you for having me in your show. Hi. And we also have Sophia Burton with us. She is the co-founder and managing director of Migration Matters. That is a nonprofit based here in Berlin, reshaping the narrative surrounding migration with evidence-based research. She manages the Europe-wide Media Migration Europe Network for Mediendienst Integration. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Thanks. Ladies, it's good to have both of you here. And let's get started. Michelle, perhaps you could tell us a bit about how this legislation came about and what exactly it uh, says, what it does. Yeah, the idea is, uh, has already been said in the introduction. There is a, a great uh, shortage of skilled workers in Germany. It's, it's certainly not a nationwide uh, problem, but in certain sectors, there's a lack of skilled workers. So the German companies uh, do not find suitable workers to prosper, to make their business uh, grow up. So the idea was now to allow to expand the framework under which qualified professionals from non-EU countries can come to work in Germany. 
And uh, the new law briefly says that qualified professionals can access the German labor market if they possess a binding job offer or employment contract, if their professional qualification has been recognized in Germany, and if they have sufficient knowledge of the language required for their profession. In most cases, they should be German. The new law also introduced a perspective for the newcomers. For instance, after four years of a professional employment in Germany, it is possible to get a settlement permit. And uh, another innovation is, for example, a job-seeking visa, which is now available for people with a vocational qualification. Actually, it was only possible for people uh, with academic qualifications. Okay, Michelle, so those are the provisions of the law. Could you give us an idea of what exactly has changed? What was different before that is new now in this uh, law? Yes, uh, the first innovation of the new law is that uh, the federal employment agency will not check anymore whether an applicant is available for a specific job in Germany or in the EU. This is the so-called Vorrangprüfung. This is completely, uh, will not take, uh, take place anymore. Secondly, uh, the law introduced now a kind of, let's say, flexibility in exercising the profession. It means that uh, employment is also possible in related occupations. But the typical example is that a baker can now work as a confectioner. Before the law, this was not possible. If someone has a baker qualification, it could just work as a baker in Germany. So now, with the new law, this kind of flexibility is possible. And it also means for people, for qualified professionals with academic degrees, that they can also work in jobs that do not require a tertiary education. So they can also work in occupation that... uh, that normally require a vocational, a non-academic qualification in Germany. Okay, that's really interesting, Michelle. So a lot of provisions of this law, you're saying there are changes, improvements. Sophia, I want to bring you into this now. You know, a lot of the discussion surrounding immigration in general here in Germany has been specifically in the last five years really uh, about asylum seekers and perhaps unskilled workers. What do you make of this legislation as you've been uh, watching and covering this this debate yourself? Well, I think... um This legislation has been kind of sold as this big opening for the way that the country will accept immigrants and not only looking at higher skilled immigrants, which Germany has been trying to recruit for many years, uh, as uh, Michelle said, trying to make um, provisions or lower restrictions so that other people can come in with other types of qualifications. And there is a need for that. You know, migration within the EU is going down. A lot of countries in the EU that were doing badly economically are now doing better. So people are staying. As we know, the um, you know the biggest determinant of migration is, is really the business cycle. So Germany needs a lot of people to come in, has an aging population, has low fertility rates. And this law, you know, is being sold as a big opening. And as Michelle said, it is bringing in some innovation. It's making some things easier, but it's also ignoring a lot of practical hurdles that people will still need to to face in order to to make it here. So, for instance, the recognition of foreign qualifications, um, that is a big one that Germany is somewhat rigid on that front. Um, And not every country, a lot of countries don't have the same system that Germany does, like the duale Ausbildung system. And also, you know, in terms of uh, getting a visa in order to come within a certain time frame, there's a bottleneck with um, the consulates and things like that. So there are definitely a lot of hurdles. And in terms of Germany's debate about like asylum seekers and refugees, I think part of the 
issue here is that a lot of the country believes that uh, asylum seekers and refugees are inherently low skilled, you know, that they're a pretty vulnerable um, group uh, and they don't, you know, possess a lot of skills that could be valuable in our labor market. And I think that that's a mistake because refugees are an inherently diverse group. You know, people have to flee for all sorts of reasons and um, all sorts of different backgrounds. So I think it's important to remember that uh, not to, to separate the debate as in we need high skilled or, you know, skilled migrants from certain parts of the world. And then we have unskilled asylum seekers and refugees. That's an interesting point. So we, when we hear the German chancellor say this is a paradigm shift, essentially, Sophia, what you're saying is this is a framework, but it needs to be filled in. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's a law that is kind of part of a recent trend in, in Germany anyway, that, you know, we're trying to bring in more migrants. So I think, yes, it does bring in some important points. But, you know, even the, the title of the law, I mean, it was supposed to be Einwanderungsgesetz originally, which is like immigration law. And now it's really the, the language around it. This Fachrechte Einwanderungsgesetz is really focused on labor demand. So also I know like the Greens were criticizing uh, the law for being too um, demand driven on the labor mm -hmm. side rather than supply driven. You know, how much do we want to tie immigration just to this is what we need in our economy and how much of it is, you know, Zuwanderung versus Einwanderung, as the Germans would say, and the CDU likes the term Zuwanderung, which kind of implies like you will come and work, but then you will leave <laughs> and uh, not, you know, permanent immigration, um, which we've been seeing in Germany anyway for a long time. Michelle, maybe I can ask you to pick up on some of the points that um, Sophia has just been touching upon there and specifically the question, who exactly is this law looking to attract or who were lawmakers looking to attract to Germany with this legislation? What type of skilled workers are being addressed here? So, yeah, it is true that the system of recognition is not really improved with the, with the, the, the new law. But you have to understand one thing, that the, the law ruling labor migration from non-Euro country has always has a demand-driven approach. That means the policy is based on the employer's demand for labor. Actually, German employers are in acute need for workers with vocational, non-academic qualification. As a consequence, there was a need to, to set a law that promotes immigration of people with vocational qualification and young people willing to do a vocational training in Germany. That is the focus. Regarding the countries of origin, the, the law addressed non-EU country because of the EU law, there is some a free movement of person, but the immigration from other EU countries is going back. Uh, so now Germany understands the need to promote uh, or to open the doors to non-EU people and um, and the focus is also in some profession, profession where the bottlenecks uh, are very uh, big. For example, the healthcare or the, uh, the STEM profession, science, technology, mathematics, and engineering. So in those kind of sectors, there are actually negotiations from the uh, Bundesagentur für Arbeit. They have started negotiations with labor administration of selected country in order to, to, to get a migration of skilled workers in these sectors, particularly. And Michelle, just to follow up on that, I mean, why is it that we're seeing this shortage in the first place? What about the existing workers, not only migrants who have come here, refugees who have come here, asylum seekers in the past few years, but also uh, German workers? Is it that uh, people are not studying these careers anymore, that they're not interested in these fields of work? 
it's a demographic problem uh, actually is the decreasing uh, demo, uh, population the aging population of germany is such a consequence that few young people are going to to get a, a training afterwards so in school you have a decreasing uh, number of children and therefore in training schools and therefore you cannot also get suitable enough people who can uh, be uh, ready to take some position in the economy so germany has the problem uh, because of that demographic decreasing germany has to attract more and more foreigner uh, just to compliment what Michelle was saying about um, the reasons for this lack of um, labor, in addition to the demographics, I think um, it's important to mention uh, the issue of, you know, how much we're paying for certain jobs or how much Germany pays for certain jobs, because, you know, we need a lot of care workers in Germany, early childhood educators and jobs that are really not paid extremely well. And, and this is very common in many countries that, as I mentioned before, business cycle is the biggest determinant of migration. And if there are jobs open, you know, migrants are often willing to come in and do them for cheaper than natives are. So I'm not 100 percent clear on what percentage of this you know, issue is because of demographic factors, which definitely play a huge role and how much of it is factors like um, wages. But I think that's an important point to, to mention as well. All right, we'll have to take a short break. You're listening to Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM, and we're talking about Germany's new Skilled Immigration Act. We'll pick up the discussion right after this break. In 1960s Harlem, when jobs were scarce and life was a daily struggle, many people broke the law just to get by. Tell me, what else is there left for us to do? No, hey, you tell me, and I'll do it. Glyn Terman and Rocky Carroll star in Ceremonies in Dark Old Men by Lonnie Elder III, next time on L.A. Theatre Works. Catch L.A. Theatre Works, Sunday nights at 7 on KCRW Berlin. Welcome back to Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM. I'm your host, Sumi Somaskanda, and this week we're talking about the new Skilled Immigration Act going into effect here in Germany on March 1st. We have Michelle Ninchu from Make It in Germany and Sophia Burton from Migration Matters with us. In May 2019, Germany's labor minister, Hubertus Heil, had this to say about the need for skilled labor and the qualifications they bring. It's important to assume that if we bring skilled workers to Germany, many of them will stay here permanently. We have to think about the issue of integration, and that's why it's necessary to step up our efforts to help more people abroad learn the German language, with the help of the Goethe Institute or with other institutions that could be useful. Michelle, I want to ask you about two of the points that we just heard about there from the labor minister, because those are two criticisms of this legislation. One is a question which we've already picked up upon here in this discussion of getting degrees recognized, because that's been something that's really slowed the process of getting people to come and work in Germany. And also language classes. I mean, if you imagine uh, someone who's looking to come to Germany and start a job here and they need the level of B1 German, how would they finance that uh, in their home country? How would they reach that level? Uh, what does the legislation foresee or what is the path then to, to address those concerns? 
in the legislation, actually, uh, people with vocational qualification can uh, take German lessons before starting their, their their job. So, if you come to Germany with if recognized vocational qualification, you can start first of all learning German related to your profession. Yeah, this is the uh, one perspective of the law. So the system is now so organized that the person coming directly has the possibility to, to get into a, a German course. I cannot really give, um, uh, appreciate if uh, these measures are enough or not. I think we have to wait the implementation because the, the, the success of these measures will depend on how they are really uh, implemented in practice. And after that, maybe after one year, we can have a first impression or first result how these measures, if they were enough or not. But I think actually the law open certain offers a possibility for young people that have no German knowledge to learn it here before starting their profession. Yeah, and this law is, as you're saying, just going into effect on March 1st, so it's hard to know what effect it actually will have until it's implemented. And Sophia, I saw you kind of nodding a bit when you were listening to the labor minister, especially when he was talking about the aspect of the people who are coming here to work, who are going to make use of this legislation. They're also going to want to stay and they need to be integrated into our society as well. I mean, this is going to be an important part of the debate, isn't it? You know, in in the beginning in 2015-16, during the whole quote unquote refugee crisis, people were you know, thinking in a very humanitarian way and like, you know, yes, we need to accept people. And then the the turn came where people started to focus more on integration. And it's such a fraught concept. And I think it's a term that people use all the time and have very different understandings of what it means. Um, in videos that we've produced, we produced a whole series called Rethinking Us and Them, Integration and Diversity in Europe. Um, you know, when you talk to people on the street about what they think integration is, a lot of people talk about language, they talk about culture, they talk about, you know, wearing maybe headscarves or, you know, that sort of thing. But integration is a much broader concept. You know, you can look at it from that perspective or you can look at it from the perspective of having equal chances in society and, and participation and um, citizenship and things like that. So I hope that, you know, Germany has learned from, you know, the guest worker time and, and you know, not having any measures to integrate. And now they have in the last years, you know, since the immigration law in uh, 2005, the focus has been a lot on these integration courses and a heavy focus on language. I'm personally an advocate for more of kind of a two way street <laughs> approach and looking at other factors uh, in our society that can help change the way we we see immigration, which are things like political representation. Like in Canada, you have quite a few people of different backgrounds, immigrant backgrounds in uh, different political parties, um, having representation in media, um, the way we talk about migration in schools um, and different perspectives. So I hope that we move towards having a, a broader understanding of integration. Michelle, maybe I can ask you about that two-way street that Sophia was just talking about there. Um, One of the criticisms of this legislation is also that it serves German economic interests and doesn't necessarily take into account the realities of people who might be taking advantage of the legislation and coming here. Is this something that is really serving German industry that's suffering under this labor shortage, or or is it a two-way street? Do you think it will be a balance that will be shared by both sides? It is definitely a balance. I think with the law, the law alone will not resolve all the problems of the economic problems, not of resolve all the issues with immigration, but it's the first step toward better integration or a more accessible German market. 
And um, I personally think that it can be better. We can better the law. We can uh, do more. But the, the first thing I, I think that uh, German employers are awaiting a, a law that can permit them, enable them to get very quickly qualified professionals from abroad. And this is certainly done with this law. How far this will be successful uh, is another question. And I think it's, uh, we have to wait about the implementation in order to, to, to appreciate that more concisely. Okay, one question I want to put to both of you, and I'll start with you, Michelle, is do you think Germany really accepts or sees itself as an Einwanderungsland, so a land of immigration? It's something we know in the U.S. as a narrative as being a country of immigrants. Uh, does Germany see itself that way now in 2020? I personally, I, I, I come from Cameroon. I come from Germany in uh, 2002 uh, for studies reason, and after my study here, I, I stay here and get a job and get a family. And personally, I think things have changed since the last 10 years. It's not really perfect, and I really appreciate that we as Germans are making these steps toward more immigration and this recognition that Germany is an immigrant country, but because this is a fact, more than about 20% of the people in this country are coming from abroad. And um, I can understand that uh, politically it's really complicated sometimes to defend this point of view, but as a German with a migrant background, I think it's a really good signal that finally the, the, the topic of immigration is not a more kind of difficult subject to discuss in this country. We, in the series that we produced, uh, this Integration and Diversity series, Rethinking Us and Them, we worked with Nika Furutan, who's a very famous uh, integration researcher in the field based here in Berlin. And she put it really nicely and said that um, that Germany is an immigration country. A lot of people have accepted that fact uh, cognitively, but they haven't accepted it emotionally. So she did a study a few years ago where they asked people, what does it mean to be a real German? And people responded, well, you have to speak German. Oh, wait, not only do you have to speak German, you have to be able to speak German without an accent. And also, you probably shouldn't wear a headscarf. So are we saying that someone maybe who's a third generation Turkish German woman in Germany who's born here, grew up here, has German citizenship and wears a headscarf is, is not a German? I think there we have made some progress, as Michelle said, of course. Um, you know, the citizenship laws have become more modern um, so that took Germany a while, too. But I think personally, I mean, coming from the United States, I, I feel like, you know, in Germany, there's still, still this idea that you can really only be one thing. And you hear people talking about kids in schools. You know, they say Turkish Kinder, Arabisch Kinder. And these are kids who were born and grew up in Germany. Uh, you know, there's not really this hyphenated identity idea here as much. And um, I still feel like Germany has a, a way to go um, on people's emotional understanding of you know, we are a country of immigration. There are people of all sorts of backgrounds here. Um, just because they have a partly another background doesn't make them any less German than me. Yeah, it's an incredibly complex issue. We just have time for one quick last question to you, Michelle. Since this law is going into effect on March 1st, how much interest is there among the workers who are being addressed here? Or is there a lot of interest or a lot of people going to make use of this legislation? Yes, actually, we uh, noticed that the great interest abroad about the legislation. We have uh, we are receiving so many questions on the social media, on our website, 
And uh, I have noticed that uh, there is sort of a misunderstanding. Many people think that after the 1st of March, Germany will no longer control uh, <laughs> its immigration. It is not really clear that there is still uh, requirements that have to be fulfilled in order to come here to work. We try in these cases to um, set the recourse rate by referring to the content of the law itself, to the services around make it in Germany and other authorities. Therefore, I hope that until May or from March 1st, that all the uh, contact points that are in touch with the legislation, migration legislation will be ready to inform and uh, accompany the newcomers that, that are interested in working in Germany. Okay, well, I hope we can have you both back in a year's time to take a look at how this law has actually played out uh, once it's gone into effect. Thanks again to both of our guests, Michelle Nintu joining us on the line from the Cologne Institute for Economic Research and the German government's Make It in Germany portal, and Sophia Burton, the co-founder and managing director of Migration Matters. Thank you, Sue. Thanks so much for having me. That's it for this week's show. I'm your host, Sumi Somaskanda, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening to Studio Berlin, our current affairs show here on KCRW Berlin. Make sure to tune in next weekend for another edition of Studio Berlin here on 104.1 FM. Have a good weekend.